Welcome to today's session. We are continuing in the considerations on the Great Reset in the New World Order. Let us move right through. No one will be part of the New World Order unless he carries out an act of worship to Lucifer. And let me make myself perfectly clear, no matter what the Freemasonic Order says, Satan and Lucifer are the same entity. Lucifer is actually Latin and is broken down etymologically into luci from lux, which means light, and fera, which means to bear or to carry. It simply means a carrier of light. However, let us keep it straight and succinct into the point. And epinostically speaking, the word Lucifer does not mean that the entity is light. It means that the entity carries light, which means that the entity itself is not the originator of light. It is carrying someone else's light. Now, let's get technical. Who's light? Who is the architect of light? Who is the originator of light? Who is the engineer of light? Who is the creator of light and sustainer of light? Well, that would be Yahweh, the architect of existence itself. The Ain Sof Or, the one who is limitless light. That's who we're talking about. So I just wanted to make that clear. Lucifer and Satan, 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 or Shaitan is the Arabic, Arab, the Arabs say in Arabic. It means enemy, it means adversary. It is a reference, it is a appellation, it is a epithet for the fallen cherub, the anointed cherub that fell. The one whom Yeshua said he saw fall as lightning from the heavens. Let us move on. No one will enter the new age unless he receives Luciferian initiation. David Spangler, director of the United Nations Planetary Initiative Project. For more than a year and a half, we have been helplessly witnessing the succession of incongruent events to which most of us are unable to give a plausible justification. The pandemic emergency has made particularly evident the contradictions and illogicalities of measures nominally intended to limit contagion. Lockdowns, curfews, closures of commercial activities, limitations of public services and classes, suspension of citizens' rights, but which are disavowed daily by conflicting voices, by clear evidence of ineffectiveness by contradictions on the part of the same health authorities. There is no need to list the measures that almost all the governments of the world have taken without achieving the promised results. If we limit ourselves to the presumed advantages that the experimental gene serum should have brought to the community, above all immunity to the virus and renewed freedom of movement, 
we discovered that an Oxford University study published in The Lancet stated that the viral load of those vaccinated with a double dose is, in fact, 251 times greater and higher than the first strains of the virus. Despite proclamations of world leaders, starting with the Italian Prime Minister Mario Draghi, according to whom whoever gets vaccinated lives, whoever does not get the vaccine dies, let me interject here, he's a lie. I know plenty of people that have been vaccinated and they're dead, they're gone. And there are plenty more dying by the day, dying by the hour. Hey, we got Reverend Jesse Jackson and his wife. They were in the hospital, fully vaccinated. We have Oscar De La Hoya, who says the vaccine is kicking his you-know-what. He's double vaccinated. He, no, he said COVID is kicking his you-know-what. He's double vaccinated. He's perplexed, doesn't know why he's in the hospital fighting for his life. Well, the simple reason is, is because the shot is a dismantling, crippling, genetically destroying, genetically reprogramming weapon. Vigano goes on to say, the side effects of the gene serum cleverly disguised or deliberately not registered by the national health authorities seem to confirm the danger of taking the vaccine and the disturbing unknowns for the health of citizens which we will soon have to face. Well, we're already facing it. The next section, from science to scientism. The art of medicine, which is not science, but the application of scientific principles to different cases each time on an experiential and experimental basis seems to have renounced its prudence in the name of an emergency that has risen to the level of priesthood of a religion. The religion of science, in fact, which in order to be such has cloaked itself in a dogmatism bordering on superstition. The ministers of this cult have constituted themselves as a caste of untouchables, exempt from any criticism, even when their claims are denied by the evidence of the facts. The principles of medicine considered universally valid until February 2020, that is, have given way to improvisation, to the point of being advised to vaccinate at the height of the pandemic. The obligation of masks being imposed, although they are useless scientifically. The arbitrary mandating of bizarre distances that are worthless. The prohibition of treatments with effective drugs and the imposition of experimental gene therapies in violation of normal safety protocols. And just as there are new COVID priests, so there are also new heretics. That is, those who reject the new pandemic religion and want to remain faithful to the Hippocratic Oath. Not infrequently, the aura of infallibility that surrounds virologists and other more or less titled scientists does not seem to be questioned due to their conflicts of interest or by the substantial financial benefits received by pharmaceutical companies which under normal conditions would be considered scandalous and criminal. 
What many fail to understand is the inconsistency between the stated aims and the means that are adopted in a constantly changing manner in order to achieve them. If in Sweden the absence of lockdowns and masks did not lead to higher infection rates than those in countries where people have been confined to their homes or where they have had masks put on even in primary schools, this element is not considered as proof or ineffectiveness of the measures. If in Israel or in Great Britain, mass vaccination has increased infections and made them more virulent, their example does not induce the rulers of other countries to be cautious in the vaccination campaign, but rather pushes them to evaluate the mandatory nature of their giving of the vaccine. If ivermectin or hyperimmune plasma prove to be valid treatments, this is not enough to authorize them, let alone recommend them. And those who wonder the reason for this disconcerting irrationality end up refraining from judgment, giving a sort of fideistic acceptance to the pronouncements of the COVID priests, or conversely, considering doctors as unreliable sorcerers. section a single script under a single direction as I said earlier we are faced with a colossal deception based on lies and fraud this deception starts from the premise that the justification put forward by authorities in support of their actions are sincere more simply the mistake consists in believing that the rulers are honest and in assuming that they do not lie to us. So we persist in finding more or less plausible justifications with the sole purpose of not recognizing that we are the object of a conspiracy planned to the smallest detail. And while we try to rationally explain irrational behavior, while we attribute logic to the illogical actions of those who govern us, cognitive dissonance leads us to close our eyes to reality and to believe the most shameless lies. We should have understood. I wrote it some time ago. That the Great Reset Plan was not the result of the ravings of some conspiracy theorist, but the crude evidence of a criminal plan conceived for decades and aimed at establishing a universal dictatorship in which a minority of immeasurably rich and powerful people intends to enslave and subjugate the whole of humanity to the globalist ideology. The accusation of conspiracy theory could perhaps have made sense when the conspiracy was not yet evident, but today denying what the elite has planned since the 1950s is simply unjustifiable. What Kalergi the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, Klaus Schwab, Jacques Attali, and Bill Gates have been saying since World War II, has been published in books and newspapers, commented on and taken up by international bodies and foundations made up precisely by parties and government majorities. 
The United States of Europe, uncontrolled immigration, the reduction of wages, the cancellation of trade union guarantees, the renunciation of national sovereignty, the single currency, the control of citizens under the pretext of a pandemic, the reduction of the population through the use of vaccines with new technologies are not recent inventions, but the result of a planned, organized, and coordinated action. An action that clearly shows itself perfectly adhering to a single script under a single direction. Next section, let us talk about the criminal mens, mens in Latin meaning mind. The criminal mind. Once it is understood that the present events have been intended in order to obtain certain results and consequently to pursue certain interests on behalf of a minority part of humanity with incalculable harm for the majority, we must also have the honesty to recognize the criminal mens, the criminal mind of the authors of this plan. The criminal design also makes us understand the fraud perpetrated by civil authority in presenting certain measures as an unavoidable response to unpredictable events. When the events have been artfully created and magnified with the sole purpose of legitimizing a revolution, which Klaus Schwab identifies as the fourth industrial revolution. Klaus Schwab identifies this as the fourth industrial revolution intended by the elite to the detriment of all humanity. The enslavement of authority is on the other hand, the result of a process that began even earlier with the French revolution and which made the political class the servant, not of God, whose lordship is disdainfully, or whose lordship it disdainfully disregards, nor of the sovereign people, which it despises and uses only to legitimize itself, but of the economic and financial potentates, of the international oligarchy of bankers and usurers, of multinationals and pharmaceutical companies. In reality, on closer inspection, all these subjects belong to a smaller number of well-known, very rich families. Equal enslavement is also evident in the media. Journalists have accepted without any scruple of conscience prostituting themselves to the powerful, going so far as to censor the truth and spread shameless lies without even trying to give them the appearance of credibility. Up until last year, journalists counted the numbers of the victims of COVID by presenting anyone who tested positive as terminally ill. Today, those who die after being vaccinated are always and only taken by a vague illness. And even before the post-mortem examinations, they officially decide that there is no correlation between a person's death and the administration of a gene serum. They twist the truth with impunity when it does not confirm their narrative, bending it to fit their purposes. What has been happening for a year and a half had been widely announced down to the smallest detail by the creators of the Great Reset themselves. 
just as we were told the measures that would be adopted on February 17, 1950, testifying before the United States Senate, the well-known banker James Warburg said, we will have a world government, whether you like it or not. The only question that arises is whether this world government will be established by consensus or by force. Four years later, the Bilderberg Group was born, which has counted among its members' characters such as Italian businessman Gianni Agnelli, Henry Kissinger, Mario Monti, and the current Italian Prime Minister, Mario Draghi. In 1991, David Rockefeller wrote, the world is ready for a world government. The supranational sovereignty of an intellectual elite and world bankers is certainly preferable to the national self-determination practiced in past centuries. And he added, we are on the verge of a global transformation. All we need is the right global crisis and the nations will accept the new world order. Today we can affirm that this right crisis coincides with the pandemic emergency and with the lockstep outlined since 2010 by the Rockefeller Foundation document, scenarios for the future of technology and international development, in which the events we are now witnessing are all anticipated. In short, they have created a false problem in order to be able to impose population control measures as an apparent solution, cancel small and medium-sized businesses with lockdowns and introduce the green, green pass to the benefit of a few international groups, demolish education by imposing distance learning, lower the cost of manpower and employees with smart working, privatize public health for the benefit of big pharma, and allow governments to use the state of emergency to legislate in derogation of the law and impose so-called vaccines on the entire population. I'm going to say that again. Allow governments to use the state of emergency to legislate in derogation of the law and impose so-called vaccines on the entire population, making citizens traceable in all their movements in either chronically ill or sterile. Everything the elite wanted to do, they have done. And what is incomprehensible is that in the face of the evidence of the premeditation of this terrible crime against humanity, which sees the leaders of almost the whole world as accomplices and traitors, there is not a single magistrate who opens a file against them to ascertain the truth and condemn the guilty and complicit. Those who disagree are not only censored, but pointed out as public enemies, as infectors, as non-persons for whom no rights are recognized. And now I will address the last section for this particular clip. 
the World Population Plan. Among the associates of this Pactum Scalaris, there must also be counted some members of the Pontifical Academy for Life, which recently had its organizational structure overturned by Bergoglio himself when he removed the members who were most faithful to the Magisterium, replacing them with supporters of depopulation, contraception, and abortion. There should be no surprise at the Holy See's support for vaccines. In June 2011, the Sovereign Independent carried the headline on its front page, Depopulation Through Forced Vaccination, The Zero Carbon Solution. Beside the headline, a photograph of Bill Gates was accompanied by a quote from him. The world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, and reproductive services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. This is what Bill Gates said 11 years ago. Today, he is one of the shareholders of the BlackRock Group that finances the pharmaceutical companies that produce the vaccines one of the main sponsors of the World Health Organization and also of a myriad of public and private entities connected to health. At his side, we curiously find George Soros, the philanthropist of the Open Society, which together with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, recently invested in a British company that produces swabs for COVID testing and since we are talking about economic issues, I would like to recall that the Holy See has held shares worth about 20 million euros in two pharmaceutical companies that have produced a contraceptive drug. And more recently, it invested in a fund that guaranteed very high profits in the event of geopolitical or pandemic crisis, thanks to speculation on international currencies. The GeoRisk Fund, managed by the Merrill Lynch Investment Bank, which had to close it because of its skyrocketing yields after the first few months of the pandemic. Other capital coming from the Peters Pence collection had been used to finance various other initiatives, even collaborating with Italian businessman Lapo Elcon, whose endeavors include Rocket Man, the autobiographical film of Elton John, to say nothing of the real estate speculations and the purchase of the London building at 60 Sloan Avenue that the news coverage has amply informed us on, a purchase that I know from a reliable source was decided on by Bergoglio himself. And then there's China, always in the name of coherence and the church of the poor for the poor that is so dear to Bergoglio's heart. There are those who believe that the secret accord prepared by the Jesuits and former Cardinal Theodore Makarik may have obtained substantial funding from the communist regime in Beijing in order or in exchange for the Vatican's silence over the persecution of Catholics and Christians and the violation of human rights. 
And here is where I will end this particular work. All these things I have already validated and verified through my own research and lessons that I've been teaching for the past eight years. Openly. Creating curriculums and classroom exercises based on this information. So we can clearly see, like I said, Alice Belly said in one of her works, and I remember studying this a long time ago, that what the United Nations will do is participate in externalizing the principles and teachings of the ancient order, Luciferian order. And Alice Belly personally disseminated and propagated many of her works through a publishing company called Lucis Trust. Lucis Trust, a Luciferian publication corporation. So we are clearly in the midst of the blossoming of the Luciferian New World Order. It has accelerated in progress and a wave of deception, cognitive dissonance, intellectual deterioration, and spiritual degradation has been amplified. It is undeniable. The church, whether it be Protestant or Catholic, has entered into the phase of spiritual death. Apostasia in Greek, they have began to fall away from the accurate path of truth. And to be quite blunt, it is safe to say that a majority of the church never was on the correct path in the first place. For the past 2,000 years, the church, whether it be Protestant or Catholic or any of the subsidiaries and denominations and offshoots and splits and cults, they have long deviated away from the accuracy of the scriptures. 2,000 years ago. That means the past 2,000 years have been nothing but a propagation of the erroneous, crooked, poison-laced, Dissemination of doctrine. The teachings of Yeshua HaMashiach, whom the world calls Jesus the Christ, have long, long, long been deviated away from. There is still a very low understanding of his teachings 
amongst votaries of the church, votaries of the faith, and so-called lovers of God. There is still an epidemic among those who claim they love God of ignorance of the words and teachings and principles and laws of God and of Yeshua. But anyway, we have covered quite a bit of information today. And the fact of the matter is, is that as I've said many times in previous sessions, yes, like the book of Revelation says, the leaders of this earth will be of one heart and of one mind in accordance with the Luciferian doctrine. This is why we see no world leaders, none, stepping out and going in a different direction. They, are, they all seem to, in a concerted effort, continue to make stupid moves that are bringing about nothing successful for the nations, nothing successful for the citizens, nothing salubrious for the people. Even in the healthcare, it doesn't matter what industry we talk about. There is no one doing the practical thing. There is not one health leader that has a world stage position talking about fortifying your immune system naturally, which should be done as a duty in the first place to maintain and take care of the temple of your body. No, instead they are propagating what? Sorcery. They are propagating pharmakia, which means sorcery, witchcraft, chemical witchcraft, chemical sorcery. That doesn't bring about any type of healing. It brings about no healing at all. And this is part of the mystery of lawlessness. Sorry to say, stop seeking for guidance from dead men. Stop seeking for guidance from the dead. Stop seeking for guidance from the dead. We have dead leaders in position. We have dead leaders in position. We have talking heads in position. We have programmed, mind-controlled, Manchurian candidates in position. They don't have any control over their conscience. They don't have any control over their heart. They don't have any control over their mind. They speak a script. They speak a program pre-written for them. And when they deviate, they're fired. They're censored and fired and punished and cast forth as an outcast. That's a fact. It's irrefutable. Nothing can be said about it because that's the fact of the matter. It's the truth. So it's not predicated on, it's not predicated upon what you feel or what you think or your logic or your rationale. It's not predicated on that. We can all see those who have eyes to see. We can all see 
that what I'm saying right now is fact, it's reality. Even the sitting president of the United States was censored right in front of your face. Shut down right in front of your face. Still banned. Donald Trump's voice is banned from Facebook. His voice, the signature of his voice is banned. So what type of operation is that? What type of spiritual prod is behind that type of behavior? It's a dystopic operation unfolding. It's an Orwellian operation unfolding. It's a draconian operation unfolding. That's the fact of the matter. Till next time, fortify your immune system. Stay awake, stay alert. For your enemy is roaming to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. And his method of operation is to steal, to kill, and destroy as it is written.